So I never heard her say anything like this, and it was just such a brilliant question that really helped me to rethink and reconfigure the way that I was thinking. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses, and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Today, I'm gonna to talk about a mindset shift that I had by a very powerful question that Jess, my wife, asked me, which really helped me to reconfigure the way that I was thinking about learning and also the way that I was thinking about my business and my life at that point in time. Now, for those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on mindset, lifestyle and business hacking for driven mofos. The reason why I do these episodes is that most people will waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. All right, so let's talk about a bit of a mindset shift that happened when I was an event years ago. Now, you probably heard my story where a lot of my mates used to go to the pub after work and I would normally go to the gym straight after work. I would train and then go and hang out with them for a bit. Most of my life was spent in my early 20s drinking all the time and partying and going out, even though I was still working quite a lot. Uh, you know, I've always been fairly driven and worked pretty hard. A lot of my life was dedicated to hanging out with people and just drinking. And I thought that, you know, going out and getting pissed and running a mark was sort of a good night. Now that I look back, it was. But uh, if, you know, I got asked to go and do that now, it's probably not the thing that I really enjoyed that much. I can do it every now and again, but it's not really my thing. And things shifted over time. And I think things do shift. And it's sort of like a combination of all these different life experiences that help you to become better in your decision making, in your focus, in your drive, in your ambition, and all of those things. And they stack up as you get a bit older as well. But there was this one time I want to go back to when I was going through my personal development journey. And I realized quite young, I think it was in my early 20s. Now, some people learn this stuff a lot younger and some people it's a lot older as well. But I guess, you know, in my early 20s, I was quite young. I'm 30, I turn 39 next week. Um, so, well, actually, it's probably by the time you listen to this, it probably already is that time. So I'd be 39 by now by the time you listen to it. But anyway, I was going through a bit of a personal development journey because I realized that there was so much that I needed to learn if I wanted to excel and be the person that I knew I had the capability to become. And I love the quote, be before you become. You need to be the person that you want to be before you become that person. You can't become something and then figure out how to be that thing. I know that there's a lot of stuff out there around imposter syndrome and people feel like, you know, they're doing things that aren't really them and they're sort of imposing or an imposter in their own field or whatever. I don't necessarily agree with that terminology. I think that most people are who they are based on what they've done in the past. Like the person I am today is the person that I wired myself to be 10, five, three, two, a year ago. You know, a year ago, I made a decision in our business that I didn't want to be the stressed out, that crazy fucking idiot that runs around all the time pretending that they're super busy and they've got a million fucking things to do. And at the same time, they've got unproductive staff and there's no systems in, in the business, no processes. I made a commitment that that wasn't the person that I wanted to be. So I had to become something different. And now I am that person because I became the person that I wanted to be first before the business became the business that I wanted to have. And this is the fuck up that most business owners make and just people in life in general. They think that when they get to a place, then they'll change instead of realizing that when you change in the future, things will change. And so you need to be the thing that you need to be before you become that thing. So anyway, I was at this, this event. So I was doing personal development for a while and I ended up going to an event. One of my old business partners, Ben said, you need to come along and, and come to this event. And it was an NLP program, neuro-linguistic programming. Now I'd already studied and done a master program in NLP, but you know, I, I like 
learning, so I went along. And anyway, I thought, you know what, I might sign up. So I signed up and did this, uh, you know, another NLP course. I ended up traveling interstate to do an, another one. And this was when I didn't have a lot of money. So I, I would save up and then go and do what I needed to do. Normally, I would make the decision first and make the commitment. So I always did that with my learning journey, where if I needed to learn and I needed to do something, I would sign up and then figure out a way. Because what I realized was that most people do shit in reverse. Okay, they put the cart before the horse and then wonder why shit doesn't work. You know, most people go, when I have the money, then I'll do something different. But the truth is they never have any money because they never do anything different first. The commitment to change your money situation comes when you make a decision to change the money situation. And normally that means that you've got to invest in something first, whether it's yourself or whether it's, you know, whatever, you know, I've invested millions of dollars before that I haven't had as in, in myself. So there have been programs where I've spent 20 and $30,000 and I might've had $500 in the bank, but I signed the contract and then thought, fuck, how do I figure this out? And it forced me to think differently. Whereas most people try to figure out with their same pattern of thinking how to do stuff, but they don't have a commitment. And then, so they just go back to doing what they've always done because they don't have that pressure and they don't have the stress to do something different or to figure it out. So this is why most people just don't change. So anyway, I signed up to do this course. I've got a fly and state, hotel accommodation. And at the time, Jess came with me as well, which was fantastic. So we hop on a plane, we fly and state, we do this course. Didn't really get along with the guy. Like the guy that ran the course wasn't my type of person. I just didn't like the way he presented. I didn't like the way he did stuff with people in the course and so on. And it might've been because he was stressed. It might've just been his personality. I don't really know. You know, I did have a bit of a relationship. When I say a relationship, not romantically, but a friend. Um, I, he was in a friendship circle that I had for a long period of time that I'm still friends with that friendship circle, but he was in that circle as well. So I got to see him outside of the events and he just wasn't the person that I would normally hang out with anyway, um, in both situations. Anyway, during the event, he presents this next program, this better, you know, this bigger program. So I think I'd signed up to do like the level one NLP course in neurolinguistic programming. Then he presents this master program and it was like 10 grand or something. So anyway, I, I thought, no, I'm out. Like, I don't want to learn from this person. I don't really find him that engaging. It's not really the person that I would create friendships with. And normally I do business with people that I know, like, and trust. Anyway, at lunch break, we go to lunch and Jess looks at me and she goes, so are we doing it or not? Now, Jess never has pushed me to do any courses. In fact, it's normally the other way around. I'm always pushing her to come and learn stuff with me. But this one time, for some weird fucking reason, it was the one course that I didn't think I'm going to do more. You know, a lot of other times when I've studied other courses, I just keep signing up and keep doing shit because there's such a big gap that I need to close between what I know that I'm capable of achieving, between my mission, between my goals, between my dreams. And so I know that I've got to fill that gap with knowledge and learning and I've got to adapt and become a different person. So we're at lunch and Jess turns to me and she goes, so are we doing it? And I said, what do you mean are we doing it? And she goes, well, I, do you want to do the program? And I said, no, not at all. Not really. I don't, I don't like the guy. I don't get along with the guy. And anyway, she sort of stops and she looked and I think it surprised her a bit as well because you know, I do love learning and I do spend a lot of money on learning. As you're probably aware, I've spent, you know, over a million bucks traveling and studying. And, you know, I, I used to, before COVID, I would fly overseas and spend, you know, 20 or $30,000 traveling to an event overseas. And I would learn from the best in the world. That's what you need to do if you want to be great at something. So anyway, she sits there and she looks a bit puzzled and a bit dazed. And then she said, Michael, do you think that you can learn off of this person? And I said, well, yeah, obviously, like if we did the program, there's probably a lot of stuff that I could learn. And she said, even if you didn't get along with this person, you could learn what not to do. And I thought, okay, that's that's true. But I still didn't see the value there. You know, this is a $10,000 program. I go to this event and then figure out what not to do in our business because of this guy. And anyway, she said, are you signing up because you like the person and because you're friends with the person or are you signing up because you can learn something from this person? And she said, what's a priority? the learning or the friendship? And I went, fuck, that's a great question. 
What a great question. And then so I sort of sat there and I thought about it and I thought, why am I really doing this? Is it because I like the person or is it because I really want to learn stuff and I know that they can help me to close that gap and help me more? So anyway, we ended up going back and not only did we spend 10K, I think we spent like 17K or whatever because Jess did the course as well. So we did like a couples package or whatever, which was a little bit cheaper than us signing up individually together. But we ended up doing it. What it really taught me though was that so many people in our society, there's a whole bunch of things that I've spoken about in this podcast, which is really a reflection point And I think something that stops most people from achieving great things. First of all, you need to know where you're going in life, which is why our Thrive Time event is such a fucking epic event. And there's nothing like it on the planet. I've seen probably hundreds of coaches try to copy that event and copy that program, but it is unique in itself. Because when you put the whole jigsaw puzzle together to create your life map, you know where you're going. And when you know where you're going, you've got a clear direction and a clear vision and a clear mission in life. And you know exactly what the future looks like. So then what you can do is you can reflect on your life right now and go, in order to get there? What do I need to learn? And who do I need to become? What skills do I need? What beliefs do I need? Who do I need to surround myself with? And you can piece that all together so that you can get towards your mission. What most people do is they have this laggy, fucking stupid, weird idea of what a mission is. And so, you know, when I ask people, I I ask probably thousands of people every year what their mission is. And it's like, well, you know, I just want to be financially independent and not have to really work and not have to really do stuff. And I'm like, cool. I want like a whole bunch of Playboy bunnies massaging my shoulders every day when I'm just sitting there doing nothing. Like that's, and they look at me as though I'm fucking crazy. But the truth is that that idea in itself is crazy. If you're working to not work, you're already fucking lost. The reason why most people work to not work is because they hate their job and they've been convinced by average people in our society that the goal of life is to not work. And that's why most people from young age, it's like, I've got to go to school, get a good education so I can get a good job. They're not focused on school. They're not focused on learning. They're focusing on getting a job. Like the, the end goal is to get a job or to go to university. Then when they're at university, they're getting grades so that they can you know, get a good job or They're getting a trade so that they can get a good job so they can make money. So they're not there to learn to hone their skills and to become the best that they can be. They're just trying to get to a point where they can earn more money. Then they're being convinced that if they hop out into the workforce and they can now get a job, they can go out and buy this luxury house, the car, have the family, the white picket fence, all of that sort of shit. And life's going to be great after that. And it's going to be this fucking mythological life. And then what happens is they end up buying the house, getting married, having kids, all of that sort of stuff. And then one day they stop and they go, shit, is this really what I want to do? Is this really the purpose of my life? Is this really where I'm at? And then so they feel stuck and they feel lost. And it's like, crap, what do I do? And then they talk to a a few older people around them and they listen to their family and their family go, you know, we're getting close to retirement now. Yay, we get this retirement life. So the people around them have worked their whole entire life to get to this, again, fantasy life of retirement. What they don't realize is they've set themselves up to try to chase down the next step and the next step is gonna be the thing that's gonna give them this great life. Instead of what do I need to become today in order to be the person that I wanna be? What do I need to do to create a life that's worth living? What do I need to do to create a life where I feel purposeful every morning when I wake up and I'm working towards something meaningful. If you're working towards retirement, you're already fucked. Like you're essentially lost. You've lost the plot in life. And I spoke about this at our Odyssey event recently. Someone said to me, you know, but Michael, you know, we're in a trade-based business and you know, your body can't handle the consistent work. And I said, that's exactly right. The aging process teaches us to become more intelligent, not to work harder. And so as you age, you should be working smarter, not harder. The problem is, is that because most people don't adapt and don't evolve in their career path, in their life, in their lifestyle, 
what will happen is they'll get to a point where their body just fucks out and they can't work harder. So then they go, shit, what do I do with my life now? Maybe I just need to retire. Maybe I just need holidays. Instead of getting smarter, if you look at the greatest people on the planet, they're all still working. Warren Buffett's in his 90s and he's still working. The Queen, uh, if you were listening to this now, it's September the 9th. The Queen passed away uh, overnight. The Queen was working until she died. Essentially, last week she was working. Why? because she has a purpose and a mission and value to add to our society. The reason why a lot of old people feel lost, and there's a great show on SBS right now where they go and take teenagers and they put them with elderly people uh, in order to give them like, or in order to help them with life and lifestyle and all that sort of stuff. And it's amazing from episode one where a lot of these elderly people feel lonely and feel lost and feel like they have no purpose in life to then getting reinvigorated by having these young people around. And the last one, they had, uh, I think it was called like elderly kindy or some or old, old kindy or something like that or retiree kindy or something and they actually put retirees in kindergartens and it was amazing the transformation and even to see the kids they almost had grandparents now like these people became almost like grandparents and families would invite them over and they had a new lease on life and it was just beautiful but what I realized and I saw this with my own grandparents not all of my grandparents but I've seen it with uh, my dad's side my uh, grandmother on my mum's side is still alive but she is she's a weapon like she's always traveling and she still trades the share market and you know she's switched on she's super intelligent she's one of the most inspiring people in my life because she's just so driven now I never realized this when I was younger she wasn't inspiring to me when I was younger but now that you know she's she's in her 80s and still is super switched on and, and very smart and trades shares like listens to the share report every day and she she's heavily engaged in things like community is important to her so she lives in a retirement village. She's very independent. She's, I, I try to give her a call and she's always on holidays or traveling somewhere. She's always doing stuff. And so she has a purpose and she has meaning in her life. But what happens is a lot of people retire and then they lose their meaning because the only meaning that they had was to work. And then when they lose that, they feel like there's nothing else. So a lot of people just end up fading away into the distance in life. My point with this is, is that if your goal in life is to do nothing or to have this place of financial freedom. Once you achieve financial freedom, which no one ever really achieves, it's it's a mythological thing that most people never get to. Now, that doesn't mean that people don't become financially independent, but there is no such thing as freedom without a trap. You know, I, I guess right now, myself and Jess are quite well off uh, financially, but there are still a lot of responsibilities. There's legal obligations, there's tax obligations every year. You know, there are people who every now and again pop up who want your money and, and there are things that, have, that happen where you could potentially be sued and all this shit happens. Like if you're broke, no one tries to sue you. But when you've got money, people will try to sue you because they know that they can get money. Lawyers will work to get that money. My point is, is that there's always stresses. There's always hassles. There's always problems. You just have to become better than them. And most people don't become better than their problems. They just stay stuck in the same problems, hoping that one day this mythological life will change everything. And the truth is it doesn't because they haven't become the person that they need to become in order to deal with that shit and in order to grow a life that they really love. And so I say this at our Thrive Time event, that if you don't think about all the problems and hassles and stress of what your lifestyle is going to create, then you're living with a fantasy. So I know that to grow a global enterprise where I travel around the world and speak on large scale stages and to have the medical centers and stuff that I'm part of as businesses that I invest in and stuff like that, there is a lot of challenges with that. There's there's a lot of issues and it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of research and it takes a lot of study. Then there's a lot of dickheads that I've got to deal with, but that's all part of the game that I enjoy because it makes me better as a person. And it's the becoming better as a person that makes me enjoy life, not the outcome itself. Because normally what happens is when I grow 
into the life that I that I once dreamed of, I just set bigger goals because that's what I enjoy. I enjoy the growth, even though it can be stressful and frustrating sometimes. So anyway, coming back to the original point of the podcast, in that moment, Jess really made me reflect on the person that I had to become and the choices that I was making in my life. And that in that moment, she questioned the choice that I was going to make as to learning from a person that I liked versus learning from a person that I could learn from whether I liked them or not. And sometimes that's what you need to learn in life as well, is that sometimes you need to do business with people that you don't always like, or sometimes you need to deal with people that you don't always like, but you need to focus on the outcome of what you're really trying to achieve and then work through that as an individual so that you become a better person. And to be honest, now looking back, that that event gave me so much because I actually met my best mate who was the best man in my wedding at that event. And if it hadn't been for Jess getting me to that event, I wouldn't have had my now best mate, Jimmy, who was the best man at our weddings. You know, there, there are definitely plenty of great things. And I also learned a lot from the event. And I also learned a lot of things about what not to do and how I could improve our culture and our business and all of that sort of stuff. So there were just so many great things. And was it worth the 10 grand investment? 100% it was. You know, I probably would have walked away with their, with hundreds of thousands of dollars of learning that I could implement in our business. And also year on year at Compounds because I learned skills that I can use every year to become a better person, a better version of myself. And this is what most people don't think about as well. And I see this, you know, when people think about investing in our courses like Thrive Time or, you know, our business growth odyssey, they see the investment upfront, but they don't see the compounding effect of what happens over time. So if you have a better mindset, let's say this month, that's cool, right? So you leave the event and a month later, you've got a better mindset. That's cool, right? But is that worth the two and a half grand in the five days or, or the 10 grand or whatever it is? Maybe. But then what happens when you compound that and you have greater self-awareness and you have greater tools and you keep chipping away at your self-sabotage patterns over, you know, every week over the next 12 months? What does that look like? And then everything starts to compound. And what happens when you're clearer and you, you make better decisions and all of those things? Over time, everything compounds until eventually you get to a place where you look back two or three years ago and you're like, I can't even believe I was that person. And so you've grown exponentially, you know, as Grant Cardone would say, you know, you've 10x your life, but it becomes a multiple. You know, if I look back at the person that I was in my 20s, I remember turning 29. And when I turned 29, I was like this miserable piece of shit because I felt like I hadn't achieved anything in life. To now looking back at 39, I've got supercars, live in a beautiful house. You know, I've, I've um, you know, married Jess, which is an absolutely amazing accomplishment in itself because um, she's such just an, an insane and incredible human being. Uh, when I say insane, I mean in a good way, not not fucking mental. I hope she doesn't listen to this. Uh, someone's got it. Someone will cut it out and send it to her from our community. And uh, anyway, I might end up with an ass whooping. <laughs> but anyway, um, you get the point. Anyway. So there's so much that's happened in the last decade, and that's because of that compounding effect of different decisions, different lifestyle, different choices, different thought processes. My friendship circles changed. The people that I'm hanging out with now are completely different and at a completely different scale. All of those things happen not because of you know one event over a week, but it happens due to the compounding effect of implementing those things and thinking differently over a period of time. And when you do that, everything just starts to grow and it grows exponentially and you know, I'm looking forward to the next 10 years. You know, I'm looking forward to being 49 because I, I look back now and I go, shit, if I've achieved all of this stuff in the last decade, imagine what happens in the next 10. Um, if I keep learning, growing, adapting, changing and becoming the person that, that I know I have the capacity of becoming. So anyway, I hope that helps driven mofos. I hope you're having a great day. Um, if you haven't already done so, uh, jump across to our No BS Business Hacks Facebook group. Uh, in there, I'm sharing a lot of stuff this month on mindset and mental performance. Um, so please jump across there, go and check it out. 
Also, I have about five spots available at the moment for our next intake of Business Growth Odyssey. If you're someone out there who's listening to this and you wanna grow your business and you're doing anywhere in excess of a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and you wanna grow your business up towards the $10 million mark, they're the sort of intake of people that we take in. We have all different sort of brackets uh, in there of, of people as far as wealth goes and different types of business. We have a lot of trade-based businesses. There is a fair few health services businesses as well. We have everything from massage therapists to personal trainers who own gyms. And then we've got some businesses that are scaling in property development. We actually have a couple of people in there who have scaled well above uh, $10, $10 million as well. But they're in there because they know that they've got to keep learning and adapting and that they want to become a better version of themselves as a better leader, better manager. But also as well, they need to put in processes and systems and structure and do all the implementables and just surround themselves with other growth-driven business people as well. So if this is something that you're interested in, please shoot me a private message on any of my socials. We'll book in a call. It's no obligation. You don't have to do anything. But what we'll do is we'll see if that is going to be able to help you. What I normally do as well is if I don't think that you will get the value out of it, I will let you know straight away as well. But if I know that we can help you to scale your business and actually make back the money and you know make back quite a dramatic amount so that you won't have to even worry about the expense of it. Um, please just shoot me a message on any of my socials and let's book in a call and have a chat. Uh, like I said, I think we've got about five spots left for the next intake. So please shoot me a message if you are keen, especially if you're loving this podcast and you resonate with a lot of stuff that I say um, on here. I'm just touching the surface of a lot of the stuff that we go through. Uh, I guess on here, I'm just talking about bits and pieces. Whereas in that event, we actually start implementing things and putting in some of the structures and helping you to really grow especially in areas where most people aren't familiar with where they can grow. You know, if you can make a few tweaks, you can easily, you know, almost double your business, especially from a growing small business under about maybe a million and a half. You know, if you're in that scale there, there are just a few small tweaks that you can make that grow up really, really quickly. And then there are some other big changes that need to happen in order to scale a business with large staff and all of that sort of stuff. But that's a really big business owner mindset shift that most business owners don't want to make. So they create bottlenecks and they get glass ceilings and it creates a backlog and they just end up stressed out all the time. They feel like the pressure, the, the you know, the pressure, the business and the weight of the world's on their shoulders. But that's easily changeable as well with the right tools, which we give you in that event. So if this is resonating with you, please shoot me a, a private message on any of my socials, Michael Mojo double zero on any of our social media platforms or uh, if it's on Instagram the zeros and o's are just swapped around but you'll find me on social media just shoot me a message um, probably the best way of doing it is actually shoot me a message on Facebook on my Facebook page because I, I know I do read them quite uh, quite regularly I look forward to hearing from you driven mofos anyway have a great day I hope you enjoyed this episode and please remember be the person today that you need to become in order to achieve the goals that you need don't wait until you until you've got the money or you've got the time and all that shit because you'll never have them because you haven't become the person who will have those things. So be the person that you need to be today in order to achieve the goals that you want to achieve in the future. Anyway, Driven Mofos, take care, have a great day and keep kicking massive goals.